Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jared Samuels. I'm the host of the podcast. Men, as always, thank you for taking time and listening or watching this show. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you would, make sure you hit subscribe. I also appreciate it when you share this show with others. Let them know that we do have a YouTube channel. We have content coming out a couple times a week in addition to a weekly blog post. So make sure you um, also visit thepursuitofmanliness.com. You can find all that stuff there. You can also sign up for the email newsletter that uh, goes out uh, probably about three times a month, just letting you know things that are available with Pursuit of Manliness, content, opportunities, etc. cetera. Uh, we're, we're pretty serious about building better men together. So everything with Pursuit of Manliness is trying to get you with other guys, get you environments where you can engage and grow. Uh, in addition, we also have some gear available. We have some shirts. Um, there will be a actually be a couple new shirts coming out soon. Uh, there's some other things that are going to be out, but right now uh, we have a, a green Pursuit of Manliness shirt. It has the original logo to it with the PursuitofManliness.com. I love that logo. It has a vintage look. And then we have kind of the, the newer logo one on the gray shirt. Uh, that was the logo that was um, on the hat that I'm wearing right now on this video. So we use that, put that on a shirt. Uh, some things we're doing with that logo as well. So just, uh, man, I appreciate all you guys that go there. You support Pursuit of Manliness. Uh, but, but not only that. I, I firmly believe when you wear that stuff, you're wearing what you're about. And and I get conversations all the time about this stuff. I had someone ask me the other night about um, the hat I was wearing. And unfortunately, I didn't have any stickers or cards or anything to give them. So I uh, just told them what it was, had a conversation about the podcast. Because we believe in equipping men to be men of God. And uh, we're not the only platform doing this. There's a lot of them, but we're one of them. And we want to... Uh, do our part. And, and man, I'm telling you what, the phrase that I go back to is that God is sending an exceedingly great army of men to the pursuit of manliness. Only the Almighty can do what He's doing. And uh, we want to be faithful in that. Uh, we're, we're really uh, engaging in some opportunities to uh, grow and to equip. And man, it is it is very cool to see what, what God is doing in the corner of a garage. I always go back to that because that's where I'm at. So I want to get into the, the point of today's conversation, not all that stuff. I want to get into uh, really John chapter 13. And this is where in John chapter 13, Jesus has done with the public ministry. This is where he's going into the, the, the private ministry, if you will. This is where Jesus is uh, really dropping anchor on what's going to happen, why it's going to happen, and then um, where do we go from here? And, and, and so he starts to do this, and the way that Jesus starts this is by washing the disciples' feet. I'm not going to read all this to you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't know what I'm going to read to you, if anything. So uh, John chapter 13, this is um, it's 1 through uh, 20 here is, is where Jesus is getting the towel around his waist. He gets out the basin, he fills up the water, and he begins to wash the feet of the disciples. Maybe you've seen somebody do this. This is not an uncommon thing for maybe a pastor or someone to do, to do in front of a congregation or on a mission trip, to take the, the shoes off of someone, to... Um, wash their feet as, as a symbol of I, I'm serving you and I want to be an example to you. And, and Jesus does this and they have no idea. They have no idea what, what he's doing. Well, Jesus gets to Peter and Peter's all riled up. This is, this is the holiday of the holidays, right? This is the Passover that they're celebrating. He gets to Peter and uh, Peter said, Lord, do you wash my feet? 
Jesus said to him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward, well, what's afterward? After the resurrection, you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Let's just stop right there for a minute. For some men, being served is is a difficult thing to, to have happen. And I'm not talking about like from your wife or kids. I mean, naturally in the rhythm of a home, you serve her, she serves you, vice versa, whatever. We're talking about somebody doing something for you. There's there's some guys, they, they just really, they really struggle with that. We got a little uh, little alpha male there. It says, no, I, I, I can do this, right? Um, that's one of the things that I felt like we really learned as a home during uh, the first shelter in place or flatten the curve or whatever we were doing was you begin to realize I don't want to be dependent upon anybody. And there was a lot of things that we started to figure out on our own or at least have conversations about figuring them out. So we, we do have a little bit of that pioneer spirit that we say, man, I can do this. I, I can figure this out. I think a lot of men have that. We don't like to be served and especially from other guys. Listen, man, allowing someone to serve you in in a capacity in Jesus' name is not a weakness. It's actually a strength because you are allowing them to demonstrate or to uh, realize their service to Jesus. So another guy serve another guy. There's nothing weird about that. There's nothing, you know, it's it's what it is. We we, we know we can do it. It, They're not serving you because you are incapable most of the time, they're not serving you because you're you're lazy, or that you couldn't do it. They're serving you because they want to they want to honor God through their their life. So Peter says this. He goes, "No, that 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 cannot happen." And uh, Jesus answered, "If I do not wash over you, you have no share with me." Let's pause there. If I do not wash over you, you have no share with me. I want to ask you: Has Jesus washed over you? Has Jesus? cleansed you of your sins has jesus blood covered over all your transgressions all your mistakes all your bad ideas all the things you'd love to do over all the regrets you have have you allowed him to do that because if you don't get that part right of the surrender to jesus none of this other stuff makes a difference in the world doesn't matter doesn't matter we have to get that right that jesus cleanses us jesus washes over us so when i surrender or i surrendered to jesus through through baptism being buried with christ raised to walk in your life it wasn't me doing this it was me doing it in a form of surrender and obedience there's nothing magical on my part there's nothing magical about the tub of water there's nothing magical about the person dunking you the magical thing happens because god allows it to happen god washes he washes away all of our sins jesus intercedes on our behalf and then he gives us himself to live inside of us the holy spirit living and dwelling inside of us the guarantee of our salvation now peter wanted to do something awesome for god i mean he it's clear in his life he wants to do something awesome for god we i think a lot of men do we want to do great things for the lord or we want to at least do great things They should be in the Lord, but I think some guys struggle with that. We want to do great things. Well, Peter, who on the day of Pentecost is going to preach one of the greatest sermons the world has ever heard, he needed his feet washed. Peter, who's eventually going to call out demons in the name of Jesus, needs his feet washed. Peter, who got out of the boat and left the disciples and said, If that's you, Lord, call me out in this water. And Jesus said, Let's go. 
gets up and has the second longest water walking street record in the world, he needed his feet washed. He needed to be cleansed by Jesus. And so we have to get that right. If, if Jesus doesn't cleanse us, we're just doing religious things. We're just acting religious. And we're putting on a show that isn't real. Peter said to him, um, and Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. He's going to go over the top, right? Peter's going to be Peter. He's, he, uh, I can't just, you know, I can't just sign up. I'm going on. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm just pump the brakes a minute, Peter. Let's, let's take care of this right now because what, what Jesus is doing right now, you don't understand. And that's what happens with a lot of men. What Jesus is doing in your life, especially when you surrender to him or are beginning to surrender to him, you don't fully understand it. And, and, and so you, you want to go all in or, or you, you know, you're, you're, you're cynical or you're not just, you don't understand it. Just admit you don't understand it. It's, it's okay. But make sure more than anything, Jesus has washed over you. Got to get that right. When you get that right, you can build from there. Peter is going to build from there. This is the same Peter that eventually sees Jesus on the shore and Jesus already having some fish there. He goes, you guys got any fish? You catching anything? Peter's like, there he is. I'm going. And he runs to, actually, he treads water to Jesus, gets his gets his uh, self out of the boat and gets moving towards Jesus. They're going to have breakfast together and Jesus is going to restore him. So Peter didn't, even then, it, when G, Peter's like, hey, feed my sheep, I get it. Feed my sheep, I get it. Feed my sheep, I get it. What about that guy? Jesus said, what is it to you? Peter still did not quite understand it, right? Uh, Jesus goes on to say in verse 13, call me teacher and Lord, and, and, and you are right for so am, so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, men, hear this, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example to follow. You also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now hang on, verse 17 here, chapter 13, verse 17. If you know these things, Blessed are you if you do them. Jesus just made it really clear from verse 13 to 17. If you know the right thing to do, you better do it. If you know the right thing to do, men, you better do it. Verse 18, I'm not speaking to all of you. I know whom I've chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. Someone's at the table and they're eating the food. Looking like everybody else, I'm telling you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. If we're all of us listeners, we're all in a room together, and we have a pretty strong army of listeners with the Pursuit of Mailiness podcast. If we were all in the same room together, we're all going to look probably fairly normal and similar, right? There's probably not one or two of us that's just going to stand out and go, what's he doing here? What are they doing here? No, we're all, we're all just, we're all together. We're just dudes. We're just guys. There's women to listen to. We're all just people trying to grow in our faith. Fair enough. Jesus looks around the room and he's got Thomas who, he didn't have a clue what's going on. He's got brothers jockeying for position. He's got a lot of moving pieces. You know, he's, he's got um, some smart people. He's got some blue collar people. He's watched, everyone's watching him do this foot washing thing. And you got Peter who said, absolutely not. And then said, okay, then give me an entire bath. And he said, no, we're not doing that. And then you, you got Judas sitting there, right? Let's not forget about Judas. Cause in verse two, it says during supper, when the devil, devil had already put into the heart of Judas, Iscariot, Simon's son to betray him. He mentions his dad. Sin affects many people. 
sin affects a lot of people up and down the generational chain of faith. Sin affects them. And I would imagine Simon, his family, boy, when they finally read this or heard this and seen how it all transpired, it would it would ate him up. It would ate him up inside. And so we look at this this scenario here. We have Peter who doesn't understand it. And we got Judas who's sitting there with his arms crossed. I've said before that your body can be places that your heart hasn't made it yet. I would say with Judas, that was definitely the case. His, his, his body was there. His heart's not there. Right? His body's there. His heart's not there. He's somewhere else. But let's, let's get into men in service right now. We got Peter not really understanding this. Uh, men, the first thing we need to understand is Jesus gave us, gave us an example we need to serve. Period. I am so tired of hearing about men in churches and how apathetic they are. I did that podcast a couple weeks ago. If if can men reach the church? Because usually it's can the church reach men? And I don't think we understand the church because the church doesn't need to reach men. Church needs to be the church. Church will be the church, right? The church will. That's just how that works. But um, men, we need to get woke up. And I don't know what it's going to take because I know when we talk about serving in your local church, the first thing you think of is one, I don't want to. A lot of men just don't want to do it. And if we do want to do it, then we want to be in charge. So if I can't be in charge, I'm not going to do it. What are you doing? I've served with some of the most humble people on the planet who have eventually been in charge. And I've had people come to me who want to be the leader. And I said, no, that's a good warning sign. Can you ever just be at the table and not be in charge or not critiquing those who are in charge? That's a heart of a servant. A heart of a servant, it says, even when I am in charge, I understand that I have a mentoring apprenticeship responsibility to pour into the next generation and bring other people along that will eventually take my place and sit in my chair so I can scoot over and maybe do something different. The idea isn't serve in that capacity, hold on to the keys like grim death until the day they finally carry you out on a stretcher. The idea is serve to the best of my ability, empower other people to serve to the best of their ability, and then eventually merge over into maybe something else or maybe do something a little more specialized or whatever. But it feels like to me, it's one or two ends of the spectrum with men. We either want to be the leader or we want to just, we're not going to do anything at all. If you go to a church, which you should, if you go to a church and you do nothing at all, what are you do? What are you really doing? You could you could have pet Sunday and get just as much productivity out of those people, out of pets. They're not people, but you get just as much productivity out of them. I was telling a story recently that I went to a restaurant and uh, I used to love this. Re- I say used to. I used to love this restaurant. Uh, we hadn't been there for a while. We went there recently. I got the exact same thing that I always get because that's what I do. And I walked out and I didn't feel right, man. And my wife said the same thing, and one of my kids was saying the same thing. And I thought, you know what? Since they've switched ownership and things, I feel like this business is really going downhill. Now the food, the menu, it all looks the same but it's not the same. And so I went home and I was like, man, what do you think about that? I didn't like that. I don't think I need to be back for a while, whatever. That's how we treat church. If the amenities weren't what that we wanted them to be, then maybe we don't need to be back for a while, right? Maybe we need to go somewhere else. It's just not hard. Listen, there's no commitment there, but we sure don't mind using the church like super eight. I want to pull in. You better have some bagels in the lobby and uh, I want my room clean and uh, I want my TV to work. I want everything to go well when I'm here, but uh, I'm not buying steak in a company, right? So some guys, you're, you're, you're out. You're, you're not going to do it. No, it ain't nothing. I said on this podcast is going to convince you and you probably check. You probably stopped to listen anyways. Once you sniff that out and there's other guys that said, I'm always serving. If I can be the leader, I'm going to say this with humility and hopefully you understand this. 
I think I'm a pretty good leader and I think I'm a really good team builder. But the way I learned that was by not being that and learning things the hard way and sitting in the back of the room. I've told this story before being on a staff and looking around going, I wonder who the weakest link of this group is and realizing it was me. I thought, I don't like that at all. I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix that real quick. So I do think you, you, you aspire to get better. But at the same time, if I walk into a room at our church at a meeting, I don't have to lead the meeting. I, I don't have to prove that I'm a leader because I'm leading the meeting. Sometimes I just want to sit there and I want to learn and watch and observe. Or how can I contribute? You need me to carry something? We recently did a construction project at the church and I took out trash most of the time. Fair enough. I can do that. I can sweep the stage. I can wipe stuff down. I wipe down tables if you need that. What, 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 that's what the heart of a servant is. The heart of a servant is, number one, if I am the leader, it's my job to do what Jesus did, wash the feet of those below me. Oftentimes, we want to be the leader so we don't have to wash any feet. Wash the feet of those below me and what Jesus just modeled here. While I'm washing your feet, you go do the same thing. He says, apprentice these guys. Disciple these guys, mentor these guys, scoot over, allow them to have a seat at the table too. And you know what is going to happen? They're probably going to do it different than you did it. And that is great. I know you don't believe that, but that is great. And those of you who are in the thick of it in church world, you know exactly what I'm talking about. People like, well, I just, I'm the only one that knows how to do it this way. I'm the only one that knows how to do it right. I'm the only one. Well, you know what? Maybe it's time for a different way. Maybe it's time for a new idea. Maybe it's time. That doesn't matter. It's not saying you're inadequate. It's saying we want to have a heart of service like Jesus had. And what Jesus did is he did what no one else was willing to do. He wasn't seeking any credit for it. And he empowered those guys at the table to do the exact same thing. Jesus is telling them, look, I'm, I'm fixing to get out of the way here. And you're going to take this example and you're going to go. Of all the teachings of Jesus, how many times does Jesus teach the disciples and he leaves it up to them to try to figure out how what this was about? In this instance, Jesus says, let me tell you why I did this. He doesn't want to leave it to chance. I want you to understand this because you are going to replicate this time and time and time again. And that's what we're supposed to do. Men are supposed to serve. One of the greatest things you can do as a man is serve other people strength under control. I can model that for you because I don't get my value from how you look at me. I get my value from what God sees in me and God calls me to serve. Now, I will admit my natural inclination is not to serve. I'm more introverted, laid back. That's not my thing. It is my wife's thing. But what I have learned through the years is one, it is a great thing to grow you in your faith to serve other people, especially in your local church. Number two, I have met some of my best friends on the planet through serving. And we've seen people grow in various ways. We've seen a lot of life happen because we were willing to not sit in the back and wait for someone else to serve us. There are some men listening or watching this podcast right now, and you are a little too pruney. All you do is get served. You come to church, someone should watch my kids. There should be coffee already made. There should be songs planned out. There should be air conditioning in the room. Let me pick my children up without too much hassle, and we're out of here. You're pruny. Constantly somebody has been washing your feet and hands. It's time for you to get the towel basin out and go, you know what? I need to get involved in that. And I wish every guy that listens to this podcast would go, I'm in. So when you showed up at your church on Sunday, your pastor said, where do I get more of these guys? Because this guy gets it. Other men are starting to get it. But listen. You being the guy 
who does every ministry all the time, all the time, isn't doing anybody any favors. If you're really honest, most of the time that's for your ego. Because if it's not for your ego, you will mentor, disciple, apprentice someone else to say, let me show you how to make the coffee. Let me show you how to put the, the chairs away. Let me show you how to run the soundboard. Let me show you how to take garbage out. Because you know what? I'm going to have you come take my spot someday, so I'm going to go do something else. That's delegation. That's leadership. But I want to go back to this. There's one guy at the table. He ain't going to do it. He is not going to do it. And no matter what Jesus does here, no matter what example he shows, Judas is not going to do it. His heart has already turned. And some of you guys, you watched a live stream on Sunday. You went to a church on Saturday or Sunday. Maybe, maybe not. But you went there and you're like, no, because we're just too busy. We got too much going on. Yeah, look how that worked out for Judas. I mean, if there's somebody in Scripture who didn't get it that you should learn about, it's Judas. This guy is so incredibly close to Jesus. He's sitting at Jesus' table, and yet he is a million miles away from surrender. This Judas has the gall to sit there, and I like how Jesus said it, eat his bread, and get his feet washed, knowing he is never going to wash someone else's feet. And there is an, uh, a drove of men uh, who go into churches knowing, I am never going to wash another person's feet. I'm never going to serve. I'm never going to be on a team. I will only do it if I can do it with minimal effort or I get to be the leader. Now, now who at the table has that mentality? But Judas. So here's Judas has the gall to get his feet washed. The same Judas who walked into some kind of room and said, I'll tell you where Jesus is. How much are you willing to give me? He brought those feet back to that table. That same Judas that's going to walk into the garden and say, Rabbi, oh, give him a kiss on the cheek, knowing that Jesus is going to be arrested and crucified. That same Judas has his eyes open and his heart closed as Jesus is washing the feet of everyone, including himself. But it ain't going to move his heart. Man, the question you have to ask yourself is, what will it take to move my heart? What will it take for me to fully surrender to my Lord and Savior? Jesus says, you call me teacher and Lord, you're right. I washed feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do that. No, that's what he said. So then we need to figure that out. What does foot washing look like for you? Until we fully surrender to Jesus as our teacher and Lord and Savior and the Messiah and say, I'm willing to serve Use me for your glory. Our heart could be a million miles away. Are you telling me, Jared, I'm not saved because I'm not serving? I'm telling you right now, Jesus makes it very clear. Disciples of Jesus serve other people. Disciples of Jesus serve other people. Who are you really serving? And it doesn't matter the answer that you would give me or your pastor or your youth leader. It doesn't matter whatever answer you give them at the door. As you, it doesn't matter. God knows, and God knows our heart, and God knows your capability, and he knows your availability, and he knows your time, and he knows your resources, and he knows what your hiccups and hangups are. He already knows. So whatever smoke and mirrors we want to give someone, he already knows. So I would encourage you with that. Peter didn't fully understand it. You don't have to fully understand it, but you do need Jesus to wash over you. Second thing I would tell you is you do need to make sure you thank those who serve you, who have done things for you. Maybe sometime you need to be one 
scooping macaroni and cheese on someone's plate instead of always having your styrofoam plate out is maybe you put the tables and chairs away maybe you stay longer and take out garbage maybe you're not the first one to leave all the time once you throw your napkin in the trash maybe you stay longer do more maybe and then you get involved somewhere you're like i want to be a high impact player it's one of the things i tell my son on the way to soccer you're the best player on the team you're the best player on the field act like it if you walked into your church like you are a man of presence who matters you walk into your church your community like a guy who's got something to offer i just think it's going to look and feel a little bit different for you and i think people are going to notice when an eight-year-old goes onto the field believing he's the best player on the team you know what he's doing? He's making everyone else better. I told him that yesterday. One of the greatest things I'm seeing about this season, which is a strange season for his team and thing, is he's making every other kid better and helping them score goals. That's what we want to do as Christians, right? Make everyone else better by not making it about us, choosing what is right, choosing what is best, and doing it to the glory of God. Amen. Men, thank you for listening. Thank you for considering what I have to say. Man. I can't wait to hear about you walking into your church as a man of presence, ready to wash some people's feet. Amen. Thanks for listening. Let's keep pursuing biblical manliness.